Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 106 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. You may know her from the popular Facebook group On The Mocks. Christine Wayne is here to walk us through her recovery journey. From being a heart attack survivor, thinking that would slow down her drinking is quite the opposite. Christine's story is very, very intriguing, and she walks us through her recovery path, which included going to treatment and so much more. This is a fantastic episode, so let's get into it. It is officially sweater weather, and I, for one, am so excited to get all cuddled up in my sober girl varsity crew neck. Am I wearing a bra? Am I not wearing a bra? Who knows? But head to a sobergirlsguide.com and get your sober swag today. Miss Christine Wayne, another amazing name. I don't know what's going on like this month. All my guests on the podcast have had like these amazing rock star kind of like superhero names. Like you sound like Bruce Wayne's like wife or something. <laughs> Are you Batgirl? <laughs> I feel I kind of feel like a superhero. I yeah. was I was Chrissy Wayne until I had my first job out of college. So everyone who knows me as like I was Chrissy Wayne, and then I had my first job out of college where I got a business card, and I'm like. Yeah. I kind of feel like I can't answer the phone as Chrissy Wayne. And then you grew up and now you're Christine. <laughs> that day I grew up. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Christine, you run a really cool Facebook group called On The Mop. Instagram page, Insightful Sobriety. You are an influencer, writer. You're also a heart attack survivor. You know, I sometimes forget that. It was the biggest thing, obviously, in my life for, um, for a while, and because yeah. sobriety is so huge now, I sometimes forget that I was a heart attack survivor, and I didn't even know you were going to bring that up. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so crazy. Um, at 37, I'm now 41, at 37, um, and it's it's unexplainable by doctors, which is so crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, and um, I experienced cardiac arrest four times, um, the Whoa. first of which. Yeah. Um, the first of which was, um, in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. So, I mean, I, I actually like kind of remember that moment and I also remember them bringing me back to life on, in the, um, in the, um, operating room in the, in the, um, ER. So, whoa, (laughs) wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And they have no explanation for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we know that there was a clot. Um, we okay. don't know why. Um, no, um, you know, no cholesterol issues. Um, no, I, it was, I was healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, 
drink, I had my wine drinking. Um, I was not, you know, even drinking that night really. Um, Mm -hmm. no family history. Um, you know, it's, it's, they just can't pinpoint it. Um, and to me, um, you know, and I'll kind of put this in my memoir for how I was feeling that the night before the night before the day it happened. Um, it's kind of a, you know, a message from God. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was (laughs) in some ways, I think it was to, to stop drinking, um, Mm -hmm. and a wake up call. Um, but I woke up and actually was like, wow, I am so loved. I mean, I, I witnessed my own memorial service online, um, in, in was so loved, overwhelmed by love in the Facebook message, the flowers, the, the, you know, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of messages. I mean, I witnessed my own, you know, living memorial service and, um, was so overwhelmed with that love that I was like, wow, well, you only live once. And I, instead of taking it easy and, and doing the, um, well, I'm going to take life easy and be healthy and, and not drink. I took everything up a notch and I, Oh, wow. I know. I know. Okay. Let the good times roll. (laughs) Let the good times roll. I uh, traveled the country and hugged every single person I've ever met. Yeah. Um, spent a lot of time in wine country too. Wow. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, And now you're sober or like how, how did that? (laughs) Yes. Um, how to, uh, now I'm sober. Well, um, at there was a lot of high points in that traveling and, um, and when there's, you get to a really high point, then comes the low. Mm. Um, I, I basically had my eat, pray, love experience of traveling and even finding love. Mm-hmm. Um, eat, drink, and be merry. Um, and at the other side of that was the depression that fell mm-hmm. and realizing I spent a lot of money and not feeling good about my body and, and really taking a hard look at that. I mean, I, 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 and there's something about September, October, November, and this, and I even feel it now, mm-hmm. um, the seasonal depression. Um, but it was, um, that feeling of, um, this hard look at myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time. So that was 2017. That was the first time that I started, um, to not the first time, but, um, stop drinking mm-hmm. and then, um, started drinking again. So that was just one of the stops. Right. Um, and I thought I could control it myself. Naturally. Naturally. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'll only drink on weekends or, um, uh, really just, you know, tone it down. Um, and it wasn't until, um, I didn't, it wasn't until this, uh, 2018, um, this, uh, right before my 40th birthday Mm -hmm. when, um, when in the fall again, when, um, the depression was really so solo and I was approaching my 40th birthday and I was like is this really my life is this um, again that feeling of my body not wanting to be in pictures but always wanting to take them um not you know going out to restaurants but and drinking but not actually even feeling the buzz anymore 
Um, you know, always being the party planner, but not really enjoying the party. Um, being so social, but not, but feeling alone. Mm. Um, uh, going out for drinks, but then coming home to drink and having a drink. Um, and just, you know, and then having, making money, but not having anything to show for it. Mm. And just approaching this, <laughs> sorry, that's Charlotte. <laughs> who, who actually was Charlotte, my puppy, was also instrumental for me um, to get the help I needed because I got a puppy mm -hmm. after a few glasses of Chardonnay, um, uh, thinking that maybe that would be, would help fill some love. And it was so overwhelming, so overwhelming to have a puppy. And I felt that I, I didn't deserve her. I couldn't care for her. I didn't know how to care for her. And I didn't know how to care for myself anymore. Mm -hmm. And here I am. So I hit my 40th birthday and I felt so low. I felt, and I'm a Stanford graduate. I, and, and shamefully, I, I, I feel like I, I, I don't, I didn't deserve to go there and, and I don't deserve my spot. And, um, and that all, all these other people did something with their, with their lives. You know, they, they created Pinterest and Facebook and, and became investment bankers and doctors and they curing cancer and all these things. And what am I doing? Um, so I, I get Charlotte, my puppy, and I, I, I want to give her away. Um, and, um, and I'm looking at my you know, debt piling up and it's cold in Charlotte now. And um, I was working for a company called Wedding Wire and I'm single and I'm trying to sell advertising for Wedding Wire and I'm, <laughs> I'm like talking about weddings every day and I'm just like, how is this my life? So um, it came to the point where I, I didn't want to live anymore and that was the ultimate, ultimate depressive feeling because I had, doctors had saved me. God had saved me. I had in some ways also believe I saved myself because I called 911 in just the right time and talked my way through this saving my, I, I believe God and I have this partnership of saving myself. You know, I, 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 you know, you know, I just feel this, um, this power of, we, you know, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And when I had my heart attack, you know, don't die, don't die, don't die. Mm -hmm. And I survived that impossibleness, impossibility. And here I am a few years later and I don't want to be here. And that guilt is so heavy. Mm. So the call that I make to the recovery center, um, now granted, I didn't want to be, um, to admit this um, word of an alcoholic. I, I, I don't like the word alcoholic. And that is because right. as the ultimate party planner, seeing a future as an alcoholic is not a future I want to live. Okay. So, what does that? Um, what does the future of an alcoholic look like? First of all, what does that mean to you? It means, it means death. It means oh, boredom. Okay. Right. No, it doesn't mean death. Yeah. No, no. And that's where on the mocks comes in. Right. But it means boring. It means 
gray. It means dark. It means lonely. It means hmm. church basements. That's, this is what I thought. Yeah, okay. Totally. And it means, it means outcast. It means people don't want to hang out with you. This is what mm -hmm. I thought, um, mm -hmm. that I did not want to be the alcohol. I didn't want people to whisper behind my back. I didn't want to be sick. I didn't want to be different. I didn't want to be broken. I didn't want to be, I, I wanted, I didn't want to admit this flaw that was a permanent life sentence. Mm. Right. Gotcha. And, okay. um, and, and again, the ultimate life, like, I mean, the ultimate, uh, party planner, this was just this word that was, I just, I had difficult, I mean, it was, it was parties and alcohol. how do you, how do you, I didn't know any any alcoholics other than 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 um, the alcoholics that that always made such a a point of being so separate. Mm. And I didn't. Yeah. Um, I I have to share that I am um, mixed race mm -hmm. and um, um, white, black, and Native American. And I kind of fought as a young girl to not be separate. Right. So that as a part of my childhood was always to feel included. Mm -hmm. So um, as an adult, I didn't, I think this was an issue for me, I think to not to, again, not wanting to feel like, and maybe that's why it was hard for me later to, to fight this word and to fight this recovery. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in calling a recovery center, I wanted to find something that I wanted a, a hospital room with padded walls, something just uh, call me psycho, but don't call me an alcoholic. Right. Like just okay. take care of me. Yeah. Keep me from killing myself. Call me. I, I even went um, to a psychiatrist who, who said that I might be bipolar and I was happy. I was con totally content with that, that, with that um, diagnosis. Okay. I took medicine for a little while. It made me, um, somewhat difficult, made it difficult for me to see. I got eyeglasses and those eyeglasses uh, were fine for a little while. And, but the, the, it, it actually gave me headaches and we realized that maybe this was the wrong diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Um, and I no longer use those eyeglasses Okay. and I no longer take that medicine. And I was not admitting to myself that I just also should not be drinking <laughs> as much. <laughs> So anyway, I went to uh, Black Bear, um, which is a rehab center in it in uh, Georgia. Okay. And it's a dual diagnosis facility for um, mental health and um, and uh, addiction. And awesome. I made that call, and they they wanted me to come right away. And I said, no, 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 no. I got to pack. I got to do laundry. I got to do the things. And they're like, well, can you please come now? And I'm like, no, no, no. I will come in three days. I got to organize the things. Yeah. Um, of course they want and yeah, you to come right away. They don't want you to change your mind, but right. I was, I was committed. Okay. I was committed. I also thought of these 30 days as like going to change my life. I'm going to, I'm going to get skinny. I'm going to, I'm going to have a regimented, um, 30 days of like, I'm going to wake up at six and I'm going to go to bed and like, I'm going to like, I'm going to come out a new woman Yeah. and <laughs> I'm going to do, you know, I'm just all the gonna, things, all the things. Yeah. And every day there I was like, Oh my gosh, why aren't I changing into a, like the super, like super woman. Right. Why? 
Right. And they're like, you need to get off the clock. You need to stop counting days and be in the moment. Yeah. I'm not becoming the perfect person. They're like, you need to get off the clock. (laughs) It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, definitely. When you say off the clock, do you mean like counting days or like keeping track of like schedules? Like, what does that mean to you? So I'm not a very regimented person. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went there hoping that like they would be regimented and that they would help structure me. Right. Um, and which they did, like you had to be everywhere on time. You got a schedule, mm-hmm. like they wake you up at like five forty-five. you go to bed at like somewhere between nine and 10 and you're like somewhat drugged out that like, you're so tired. Like I wanted to write every yeah. day thinking that I'm going to write like my memoir in 30 days, like there. And I wrote like yeah. seven pages. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm gonna be here, I'm gonna do something productive. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna read all the books and I'm gonna write right. my journal every night. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I did not. <laughs> and that's okay. Like this is like what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, all this work and all this like personal development work is really exhausting, and you end up having a crazy emotional hangover. It's so emotional. And no one accounts for that. You meet such interesting people. Like I met the people that you're just never going to meet in your life ever again. I mean, in the, my group therapy, which was like the best, you know, two hours of the day, you're Mm -hmm. just sitting next to people that are so different from you, but share these common points of pain and this commonality. I mean, I feel like the most, it was like the breakfast club. Hmm. like my drug my drug in quotes is like is like wine like yeah. I've never done drugs drugs like and I'm I'm at I'm at I'm at Black Bear and I'm like hearing about every drug you know right. meth and cocaine and heroin and all the things and yeah. I'm like I'm such and I'm like fascinated but I'm like whoa you know and some people are fascinated by me right like, tell me more yeah <laughs> And then you become friends Yes, <laughs> and, you just, and you cry on each other's shoulders. I mean, you literally, yeah. it's, it's special and it's healing and it's, and it's scary. Right. But I have to agree, you know, like sharing those stories. And like you said, we all come from different backgrounds, different stories, different walks of life. But the commonality is like you, you want to get better. You want to feel yeah. better about yourself. You want to stop doing these things that are no longer serving you, whether it's drugs, alcohol, you know, gambling. Yes. What, whatever your addiction is or just a way of kind of escaping from the world or trying to make yourself feel better or distract yourself or avoid things yeah. in your life. You know, we all use these different modalities to deal with this thing called life. But coming together and especially in a group setting, uh, that's why I love doing I do group coaching and that's why I love it so much because it's so you know like literally age ranges are like just across the board people from different you know backgrounds and um it's just so cool to see everyone come together and help each other and be there for each other it's really really special really beautiful okay so after you were you were in treatment tell me about what happened after that oh my goodness so the first, I, 
The first 90 days of recovery, I think are the absolute hardest. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, uh, now, especially if you, if you go to treatment and you are planted right back into your world, gosh, it is, it's hard. So Mm -hmm. I, the day before I left treatment, um, my plan was to just was to go back to Charlotte to my apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, the head of um, my treatment facility said to me, "Are you going to go to aftercare to an um, facility, you know, an outpatient facility?" And mm-hmm. I was like, "No, no, no! I got this. I'm going to go to AA meetings every day." Mm-hmm. And um, she said, "Do you want to stay sober?" And I was like, "Whoa!" I was a little <laughs> intense, and yeah. I was like, "She's like, you know, your your percent or." percentage rate of like failing is like X, Y, Z high. And I was like, okay. So I went back to the, um, person that handles, um, aftercare and they found a facility for aftercare, mm-hmm. uh, for outpatient. So I went to that and I have to say it was pretty terrible, but I okay. did it for accountability, leaving treatment and coming back into the real world is like black and white going back into technicolor. I didn't have social media or computers or phone. And then you go right back into it. They give you your cell phone and you're like, right back into the world. Yeah. And you're like, where do I even begin? Like mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, like it, it's just from zero to a hundred and you have to figure out your pace and how to do it slowly. Now I'm a restaurant girl. I'm a foodie. I'm, I'm also a social media girl, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to know my pace and how to slowly go back into that. There, there's a competitive side to me yeah. that like the fact that I went to rehab for 30 days was kind of the clincher. Like, like you didn't just go on a 30 day, like detox, you yeah. went to rehab. Yeah. So I kept saying that to myself, but yeah, we need to remind ourselves like sometimes like, yo, this is for real. This, this is, this is real. happening. Yeah. This yeah. is happening girl. Yeah. Like you went to rehab. And I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like, I have to, I laugh at myself. Like, I mean, look at me, like I'm telling you my life story, like on, like in public. And right. I do this like on social media and people are like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're doing that. And it's to, at this point at 40 years old, I am doing that to make someone else feel not alone and yeah. to save a life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I really have like no shame at this point because it's all happened. I mean, I like died and came back. So literally a couple times. <laughs> literally died and came back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I just, and I also feel like I've just, I mean, I feel like I've like gone through the rubble and like climbed out. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I was literally bankrupt and I, like, I mean, I really was, but like I chose um, not bankrupt. I chose what debt consolidation and like, managed to get out of that. And now I'm like debt free. I'm like, I've like done it all. And like, right. and I just feel like just choose life. Like literally you can do anything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like call my like richest friend and say, can you like get me out of this? Like you just like, you take the restaurant job, you take the server job, you take, like you can work at McDonald's. Like i feel like I'm not even above anything anymore. Like you mm-hmm. can do this. Like, and I'm not even above like going to rehab. Like, you, right. You, 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 I mean, I really like, so anyway, I do, you know, uh, where do we, where are we? We're at, really got off track there. 
because um, <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. I'm totally yeah. laughing at myself. Um, where where did we go? Okay, so we're we're six. We're we're in those. Oh, so what's really important in those from those thirty to so after the first thirty days, yeah. those those thirty to sixty days. So I was really depressed, but I was competitive, right? So I was mm-hmm. saying to myself that um, I went to rehab. That's where I was. Mm-hmm. I'm like. I mean, I put music on. I'm like, this, you know, I put on, you say that I would go to rehab. I would put high level music. I put music on to make myself laugh. I put music on to like get myself out of, out of like the uh, happy music. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I also was a little bit depressed and I slept a lot in those 30 to 60 days. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like my alcohol that, I mean, Mm. it was like right after the, those, um, aftercare, um, those, uh, those sessions or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like those were such a waste of time, but it was accountability. I went to AA meetings every single day, sometimes okay. two. Yeah. I have to say, and I know that they're for a lot of people. They're for thousands of people. They're for millions of people, right? Mm-hmm. They were not for me. Mm. They were making me more depressed. Yeah. Um, and I felt more alone because I felt like I was the only person that had a drinking problem that didn't feel like I didn't, it didn't fit. Mm. And I didn't know where I was going to, I felt like I was in between worlds, right? So 31, 31 days to 60 days. I was like, I don't belong at rehab anymore. Mm. I'm out of rehab and I don't belong in the normal world. Mm. I'm in between two worlds. Yeah. You're in a limbo. What am I going to do? I'm not going to drink and I'm not going to not drink. I, I mean, I'm okay. I'm not going to drink and I'm not going to drink. Right. I am stuck in between two worlds. Right. What is going to happen? So I chose sleep. So that's avoiding, Mm -hmm. but I can't sleep my life away. I also have to like figure out the money situation like ASAP. So I was in between these two worlds. So I have like a great resume of like director of events, director of marketing. I lived in Manhattan for 10 years. Um, and then I moved to Charlotte and I'm like trying to, I'm like, but my confidence level was so low. I just got out of rehab. Um, I like need to make money, but like, I don't want to like, how do I dress for success when I feel this low? I didn't really, I lost four pounds at this 30 day place where I dieted mm-hmm. and like, I couldn't believe I, I'm like, I gave up alcohol for 30 days. And I didn't lose any weight. I ended up losing like um, 15 pounds in, the, in that month, but like it, it comes, comes later. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. All in good time. All All in good good time, time. my pretty. All in good time, right? But I like, I thought it was all going to be magic at first. But anyway, um, but yeah, so my confidence was so low. And I'm on LinkedIn and I'm trying to interview for all these like jobs, but I don't even know if I want them or if I can, if I do get it, how am I going to sustain it? Is it going to make me happy? I don't feel like I'm. I, I, so then I'm starting to, I'm thinking about the lower jobs and then I'm like, but I'm overqualified for those. Um, are they even going to take me? I just, again, felt in between these worlds. Where do I fit? Right. So the natural place for me is a restaurant where, um, I've, I'm, I'm a restaurant girl. I've, I've, I have, I have tons of experience in restaurants. Um, I'm going to be a server. I want to just go in and make some money and just leave the problems at the door. Right. And some people were saying, but you want to be around food and alcohol? Yeah, I don't want to drink. 
Right. I don't want to drink. I don't want to feel the way I felt the last few months before rehab. I don't want to feel any of that. I don't want to drink. And I went to rehab. I don't want to go back to rehab. Yeah. I don't want to go back to rehab. I don't want to drink. Yeah. So I walked into a restaurant in Uptown, gave my resume. Sure you don't want to be a manager? Nope. I don't want a manager. I want to leave my problems at the door. I want to be a server. Okay. So what happens between days 60 and 90 was a shift in mindset. This was, I started to, I stopped going to AA meetings. Mm -hmm. I gave myself permission. I started going out with more friends and letting myself go into restaurants. I stopped avoiding places that um, I was told I shouldn't go to. Mm -hmm. um, I had my first Heineken Zero. Okay. <laughs> um, because I was told I shouldn't have any non-alcoholic beers. Mm -hmm. um, and I started reading, uh, I started to tap into the Instagram community in, um, on um, Instagram, <laughs> the sober Instagram community, which is amazing. Yes. Um, I mean, I could give you a list. Um, right here we are. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, people say um, the online community is not like the real life community, right? Yeah. Um, well, anyone who's uh, lived through quarantine of 2020 can tell you um, that it sure does step up to, you know, help. I mean, yeah. it, you know, we all had to turn to the online community during quarantine when there was no other option. For sure. So there you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I turned to the online community and it gave me joy strangers were rooting for me um writing is therapeutic to me not only as a dear diary sort of way but to not feel alone when someone else says me too me too me too in aa they say um to do to help others to give service is yeah. um really what a, a core part of the program right mm -hmm you can do that through your sharing. I feel that, um, that is what I feel I'm, I'm getting, I, I'm not going to give comparisons. I, I don't, um, and I will say AA was so important to me in, um, the first 60 days of my recovery. Right. It was in, 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 um, in rehab and the next 30, um, in keeping me sober. Right. But in the next, in the 60 to 90, um, I needed music and books and Instagram accounts and mocktails. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, my friendship with, um, all of my friends that, uh, drink mm. that, that drank less, that didn't drink at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the bad influence. I was the, <laughs> come on guys, let's have one more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, totally. I, did, I didn't, um, I mean, and the more I talked and wrote, um, the more all the people that I was most afraid would judge me or pull back were the people that sent me private messages to say that they're so proud of me. 
Oh, wow. Yes. I mean, and the people from my childhood that I was embarrassed by like where my level of success is compared to theirs are actually the people that have a problem. Hmm. Three people that have a problem with addiction. Wow. Reached out to me. We think the grass is greener. We think people's lives are perfect because of this. So tell me about how On the Mocks got started. I started it on March 15th when, after enough people were saying like, what do you drink? What do you drink? Yeah. And, um, and it was like the first, it was like the first week of quarantine. Yeah. And I consider myself a little bit of a community builder. Like I know how to use social media, like to just pull people together. And so face, so on Facebook, um, I wanted to work with different companies to get promo codes, not for, for commission for myself or anything. Um, but just so to incentivize, uh, people to, to get it as a discount, particularly if they have to order it online, like you have to go out of your way to, to buy something. If it's not just like at Publix or, um, you know, the grocery store, uh, I wanted to incentivize people to try something Mm -hmm. and I want to help. I want to be a part of this movement. I want to get it into restaurants. I want, um, I, I have a mocktail bar in my apartment. Like, yeah, I never had a bar in my apartment because you'd never like have more than a couple bottles. Like, stay put. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I have a beautiful mocktail bar in my apartment, and I've I've you know I've partnered with like liars and and um <clears throat> and Seedlip and Monday Gin and um, mocktail club and, um, cool mocks and, and, and one of my favorites, Heineken zero. I mean, what a godsend it's just to have zero alcohol and, yeah. you know, maybe it's just a placebo effect, right. but after a really hard day, there's some, I don't know, or maybe it's with just friends at a, at a bar and, and seeing it pop up at other bars, but yeah. the, on the mocks is to draw people together and, um, and it's not just mocktails. It is, you know, all these, it's, it's ready to go drinks too, but mm-hmm. it is mocktail recipes. It is, um, I'd like for more people to, to add their recipes as well, but, uh, it's alternatives and it's, uh, it's for people. If you're pregnant, it's, if you're, um, uh, dieting and, um, or just want to go on a, a 10 day cleanse or 30 day break, um, silver sure. October, dry January. Yeah. So yeah, October's coming up. What a and, great resource. Where can people find it? Uh, on Facebook. So we're just okay. on the mocks. Okay. And it's a private group. So you have to like request to join and then. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, and then you'll, you'll, you're the gatekeeper and you let everybody in. I, I do. <laughs> I just let everybody in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I'd love for people to share if you have anything. And, and really, and um, you know, one of my friends, she just shared that she was, um, wanted to stop drinking, you know, and she just shared her own comment. And people Great. were rooting her on. And it was just just awesome to see that. And yeah. when I get private messages, I just love, you know, it's just, it can be hard at first. And just, you know, just pop in and just say hello. It's free. You're free to do that too. It's, um, we're just yeah. getting started, but I have some fun stuff in the works um, with um, some of my partners. Great. Ooh, that's exciting. 
alternatives are like they make my sober world go round i love yeah. them and i love trying new things and it's, it's just so, so much fun it makes you feel included especially in going to the bar or restaurants or even at home you know yeah something special seed lip is one of my favorites and just even just adding like tonic or ginger beer yeah has, and and i keep lemons and limes around now i never used to do that i never used to appreciate a glass you right know? Yeah. I never appreciated a wine glass. Cause <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is just holding what needs to be in me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Christine, thank you so much for telling your story and your experience and your knowledge with us. Where else can people find you? We are on the mocks on Facebook. Where can people find you on Instagram, on the World Wide Web? Give us your links. Yeah, so I am on um, Instagram. Um, I'm Miss Christine Wayne. Um, that's where I'm sharing more of my personal story. Um, and that's where I'm sharing a lot of my new fun out outfits. My new passion is sharing uh, women's athleisure and fashion um, with a company. Yeah, so I'm with a new company called Savvy, um, where I'm a brand rep. So um, you can find, um, you can download my app with Savvy CLT. Um, my, my website is christinewayne.com and, um, and that has, um, links to some of my, some of my stories and again, my, my oversharing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perfect sharing. People need to hear these stories. So like you said, they don't feel alone because everyone goes through this. Not a lot of people talk about it. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. Just like I said to Christine, don't you stop sharing your story. This is how we all come together. This is how we all heal. As always, thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and give us some feedback about the podcast. We love to hear your comments and suggestions. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girls Guide. And don't forget about the blog. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. We keep you lock stocked and loaded with tips and tricks for your sobriety and much, much more. We have Sober Girl merch. Wear your sobriety loud and proud. Check out our downloadable resources with 30 Day Challenge, Sober Plan of Action, Workbook and Journal, and of course, Slayer Anxiety. This is all available at a sobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.